Welcome to the Mind Your Body podcast. My name is Jenny Helms, and I'm an emotional eating coach and marriage and family therapist. I help people address the roots of their disordered eating and body image issues. I'm Lisa Perkins, owner of Primal Transformations. I'm a certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach. I use a paleo framework to help clients transform their health, body, and life. The Mind Your Body podcast is all about empowering you to live your best life. We aim to grow a community of empowered women who are ready to transform their health and lives using a real approach that is all about getting back in touch with ourselves and not fueled by self-loathing. This journey requires a healthy dose of humor, perspective, and self-compassion. Our goal for this podcast is to help you achieve sustainable results that you get to keep. Please remember, the following podcast is not intended to be a substitute or implied to be medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare provider when making changes to your diet and lifestyle. Welcome to the show. This is the Mind Your Body Podcast, episode number 32, How to Restart When You Feel Stuck. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, something that has definitely been coming up with clients and in my coaching group. And, you know, it's just a human condition. Yeah. To have that feeling of overwhelm and frozen inertia. So we wanted to talk about some real tangible strategies to help coach yourself out of that feeling Mm -hmm. and start taking gentle action, especially when you're not in a place where you feel like, okay, I'm all fired up and I want to go all in. Like that's, that's probably what led you here. Right. I mean, your inertia is totally gone. You're not going to have the energy. And if anything, you know, neurobiologically, you're probably in fight or flight slash freeze mode. Mm -hmm. So we know that your cortisol is pumping and your prefrontal cortex is probably offline, which means like your creativity process, your empathy process, all that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm going to I'm going to translate that into yeah. English over here. So, when you are thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is all so hard. I don't know where to start. Ugh, I just can't even. I don't even care. I'll get back to this when life calms down." Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. The first thing to do. So, so one of the things that um folks have given us feedback about is that we need to have tangible strategies in, you know, for our podcast. We Mm -hmm. talk about a lot of things uh, that I think are helpful, but so the first, the first thing to do when you're feeling stuck is to stop staring at the problem. Mm -hmm. Stop giving all of your energy and focus and attention to what is feeling insurmountable when you're thinking, oh my gosh, I just have so far to go. I just can't. When you're ruminating on the problem, you're trying to logic your way out of it. And as Jenny said, that really is what's happening. Cortisol is flooding the problem solving, the creative part of our brain, and we're just in panic mode. And all our brain is going to do is confirm all of the reasons that it makes sense that you feel stuck. Mm Mm-hmm. You're not going to, and it's going to sound logical. Yeah, because it's going to be using the lower regions of your Mm -hmm. brain and reconnecting you back to old ways of thinking Mm -hmm. versus, again, like this is not the time to problem solve or really think about an issue fully because your brain is not going to help. You're not in that mode. No, like it's just impossible. So first thing is stop thinking about the problem. Yep. Stop staring at the problem. Stop, Mm -hmm. stop just giving all of your energy to what feels hard. And this is not denying 
that, no. that something does feel hard or that you're just not ready to do all the things. And again, what lands us in this place is that sense that we need to be perfect, that we have to be either all in or what's the point. That's how we get here. Right. And Jenny and I, of course, we've sat here talking for an hour before we started recording. But one of the things that we that's come up over over again this morning for us is that we need to embrace the fact that life is there is no roadmap. It's not linear that any real thing that we want to solve. Oh, my gosh, it's going to take multiple strategies, experimentation. It's never going to be one giant step that we take that's going to get us to our goal. Right. Or one giant failure either that's going to get us away from our goal. Great right? point. Great or point. But again, so. you know, our brain and our ego wants to protect us from any sense of shame or failure. Mm-hmm. And so when we're in that place where we think, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I failed at this so many times. I don't want to try and risk that sense of failure again. That is so understandable, mm-hmm. right? Like have compassion for that part of yourself, but understand that in those moments of feeling stuck, it's not helping to try to logic your way out of it. No, like you, no. Just, you simply can't. No. Mm-hmm. So strategy one is to take your attention off of what feels hard. And strategy two is to shift your focus and attention in that moment from the problem to what's one small thing that I can do right now in this moment, this hour to move forward, literally in, in, not even forward, just to move, to move, to, to break move the inertia. Of, yeah. Right. That might, that thinking that way that you're thinking in that we, moment. Yes. We've got to change switch, the subject. Yep. Yeah. The background. Yeah. And so it, you know, it's interesting because the thing that you go towards should not be towards the big, hairy problem. Mm-hmm. Like, not one thing in that area necessarily. I know for myself, when I've had that sense of inertia, just making my bed, putting in a load of laundry, walking outside and taking some deep breaths, literally allows me to, like, get out of that sense of a you know, whirling dervish tornado mm-hmm. and go, oh, there's no crisis happening. Right. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's just, you know, we talk about drama all the mm-hmm. time, that internal sense of drama. This is what takes us off stage. Yes. Like, oh. And like, again, like you, you going into a different environment, even if that's just a different room is changing our state. Mm-hmm. And that. That gets our brain thinking in different ways and it Mm -hmm. calms our pathways from, you know, again, being in that crisis freeze mode. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, from a logistical standpoint, you're changing the state and your surroundings and that changes the way Mm -hmm. that your brain responds. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think going outside, if you can, is probably one of the most powerful ways. You know, there's a lot of research that looking Mm -hmm. at trees can ground you, which I, I find really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is. I mean, I and I know that I'm drawn to nature, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I know nature has been very healing for me in periods of my life where I've really been struggling. Well, I mean, throughout my life, but especially when I have felt mm-hmm. issues with my own struggles with depression, like going for a walk outside oh, yeah. is so healing. Oh, and it is. I don't know how to explain all that, and that's okay, but <laughs> and, it's and, healing but, for some reason, okay, you know? So you, you're probably thinking to yourself, like, you know, Really, that that's not going to make any kind of a difference in the moment. That's where you have to literally suspend disbelief. 
mm-hmm. and just do it and see what happens. Like Experiment. it's not like it's not like you're taking a risk. Mm-hmm. Like literally, get up and go outside. Take some deep breaths. <sighs> you know, look out. You know, don't allow your brain to go back to what's feeling hard. This is so critical. So. Again, one small thing, you know, make a phone call, whatever, cross something off your to-do list. And what's interesting is that by breaking the inertia, you go do whatever, some small task, go outside for a minute. Then you can kind of start to edge your way back towards the thing that made you feel stuck in the first place. And then, as Jenny was saying, like you can start to get back to create creative problem creative, solving. Yeah, your brain right? will start to come back online yes. as your flooding goes down, That's the it. cortisol goes down. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I like to talk about this in the framework of relationships too, because I think people can kind of see how, um, when I work with couples and relationships, sometimes we talk about when they're in the middle of a fight or if they're just getting too heated, literally go into a different room mm-hmm. or go sit in the bathtub and fight or do something like really bizarre because it, for whatever reason mm-hmm. or or if a joke's made or if somebody just does something odd mm-hmm. that usually just like, you know, it gets people's brains out mm-hmm. of that crazy cortisol tension mode. Yeah. Um, and it's like we're doing that with ourselves. Instead of doing that with another person, we're saying, all right, I'm kind of in that tension, crazy, mm-hmm. overwhelmed, stuck place. I'm going to go put a wrench into what I would normally do, which is probably go into that like, oh my gosh, you know, shame cycle spiral thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go do something weird that I normally wouldn't do. And that's going to get my brain Mm -hmm. to kind of be like, what? Like, that's that's not what you normally do. Right. And kind of come back online. I love that. I love that so much. If you can access that in the moment, I, I know for myself speaking from my own personal experience, I don't know if I could get straight from that total emotional overload mm-hmm. to doing something humorous. Yeah, I'd maybe ba- not I'd have to baby step my way yeah. through it. And I think part of the reason for that is that I would feel like it was minimizing the importance of my emotion. Yeah. And it, it would sort of feel like I'm making fun of myself. Well, which I think which, it depends on your state of mind, right? Yes, like wherever you're at with that, however much cortisol, yeah. right? Because even we've we've learned too that people have different strategies depending on how that's it much cortisol they have, whether they fight, flight, or freeze as mm-hmm. a response. I mean, the same thing's going to apply for humor. It's not going to work every time or be the go-to strategy. That's it, and it's, um, that's why we always talk about expanding our toolbox. Yeah, and having kind of thinking these things through in advance of what is a silly thing I could do, what's just a small thing that mm-hmm. I could do, what's, you know, maybe you are ready to tackle something on your to-do list or whatever. It really depends on kind of how deep you are in it. True. Right? And right. so, you know, as we'll talk about, you know, in this episode, this all takes practice. But what you need to remind yourself, practice doing in the moment is not undervaluing small actions. Mm-hmm. getting out of inertia, that is huge. And it doesn't take doing anything big, but we tend to undervalue these small things mm-hmm. like, Oh, that can't possibly make a difference. I would have to literally overhaul my entire life in order to not be stuck. Right. Right. Well, good luck. Yeah. That's just not a thing. That's just not, that's not a thing. And you know, that's just, you know, when we're, feeling so clenched and, you know, just panicky and like, it's all a crisis. 
that's such a horrible feeling. And that's why this is worth figuring out. It's worth learning how to coach ourselves out of these moments. And again, it's not devaluing our emotions right. to be clear. Right. A lot of this is worth unpacking when you are calm later and kind of figuring out what's that internal resistance. How can I set up my environment so I don't keep landing in this place? Right. You know, that's work worth doing, but we're really talking about that in the moment sense of, I just can't even, I just can't. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like drowning in a six inch puddle. Yeah, you know, I mean, we'll and, be the last people to say, hey, don't feel your emotions and don't ever talk about yeah. them. And maybe mm-hmm. you should just go do something different. And yeah, no, this them. isn't. But, yeah, this, but this isn't, is just in the moment mm-hmm. when you're flooded, right? This is about you sort of rescuing yourself. Yes. That's how I think of it for me. This is me kind of gently saving myself yeah. in the moment. And it feels so good. I, I think that's the thing that I, I know I want to impart is I feel really cared for when I'm able to, in real time, coach myself out of that sense of crisis. Like, oh my gosh, that felt really good. That makes me feel like I can trust myself, that I'm safe no matter what. Yeah. That I've got me. I've got this. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean I'm going to solve whatever feels like this big, hairy, insurmountable problem today. Yeah. Nothing worth resolving happens in a day or in a week, or a month, or whatever. So, so step one, stop focusing on the problem. Step two, shift your focus and attention to, you know, just doing one small thing to change the subject. Step three is, and I, I, I'm sure you use this in your therapy, is mm-hmm. imagine that you're coaching someone else, a friend, whoever, who's feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's getting into that relational mindset where you're able to step back and say, how easy is it for me to, to kind of be creative or help my friend or That's like, it. you know, distract them when they're struggling with something? Mm-hmm. What would I say to them? Right. It's kind of the self-compassion. We can be objective. Self- yeah. Oh, we're so much more compassionate. Yeah. I don't care if it's a random stranger on the street. Yeah. That's true. Someone we don't even so like. Much compa- so much it's more so compassionate crazy. to strangers even. But yeah. No, it's, it's us being able to see how creative and how objective we can be when we're not making it about ourselves, which... You know, I think kind of gives us some wisdom there, too, that really obviously does. there's some friction, which, again, we don't have to solve in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not the time to work on that. But, I mean, just take a mental note. Like, there's some friction there where we're able to give this to other people, and for whatever reason, the rules don't apply to us. Yeah. So. No, and this, is not, this is not all. None of these are one and done. This one is probably the hardest. Mm-hmm. Getting objective about ourselves, having a little bit more compassion, mm-hmm. understanding that our black and white way of thinking, that was handed to us. That's a cultural way of living, right? And family. Way right. Like, we I'm sure you learn, you've seen this in your life, I'm guessing, from a caregiver or mm-hmm. a parent. Exactly. So it's having compassion for, okay, Mm -hmm. the way I've thought about things, I didn't invent that. It's not like I was trying to make things harder, right? Right. And the coping mechanisms that I've had, whether it was, you know, emotional eating, self-soothing with technology or social media or whatever it is, I've been doing my best. Yeah. And you would easily be able to remind someone else of that. And you would be able to see those things as a blip on the screen in the context of all of the gifts and generosity and amazing things that they do in their life. And they've done. And, and, and you can point out for well, them. Well, that's it. Know? Like yeah. all the hard things that 
we've handled. We give ourselves zero credit. Yep. But we could, and even for us, like we were joking earlier, because I'm like, I know there have been moments where we've come to each other and overwhelm her. I'll speak for myself. I've come to her and overwhelm and she'll be like, but you've done this and you're Mm -hmm. great about this. And it's like. And it's why we need each other. There's no doubt because we shouldn't have to do all of this on our own. No. And if we can, if we can give some of this to ourselves in those moments where Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, we may not have access to healthy, safe people in our lives. Like. You know, it's a good, it's a good relational skill for ourselves to be able to do that. And that, my coaching and I'm, I'm, everything you do, everything I do really is about healing our relationship with ourselves. Ultimately. yeah. Right. It Mm -hmm. ultimately is. And that's how we get all of those random people in our brain that are arguing, you know, on any given day, I don't even care. You only live once. And then, you know, that next day self that's like, I'm all in, I'm fired up, I'm so motivated. We're changing everything. Right, we're overhauling the whole enchilada. Right. You know, we're trying to get all of those parts of ourselves at the table, gently kind of coming up with some compromises for how we can move forward. It shouldn't look perfect. No. If it is so markedly different than what you're doing right now, good luck. Like, we just can't, our brains don't work like that, especially in the context of all of the other things that we have going on right. in and, our lives. And we, can, and we can't predict for everything that will happen in life. Like, life will happen, and life mm-hmm. is messy and yeah. imperfect and unpredictable. And I think, I mean, that's another skill mm-hmm. set, too, to, that maybe we'll talk about later. But, yeah, I mean, being able to be... Resilient. Yeah. Okay. It's, we're Adaptable. building resilience. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know... Throughout this process of change, we start to kind of become a different version of ourselves. We start to build, you know, skills and resilience and, you know, a broader perspective of things that matter. And, but we have to stay in it instead of, okay, the second it starts to feel hard or overwhelming, we just pull over to the side of the road and then decide that we're stuck. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. instead of like, you know what, I need to go a little slower or I need to take an alternate route. I, you know, the highway is too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I need to tootle along some side roads for a while, Yeah, you know, and just take it easy or whatever. It doesn't, there's no crisis. We're not in the fact that it's because we're in such an all fire hurry. Yeah. To like, solve something. I've got to get there as soon as possible, as perfect as that's, possible. Yes. That's, yeah. that's when things go sideways. As graceful as possible. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, how many of us are graceful when we're really doing hard things? When we're changing. Yeah. yeah changing something about our lives and trying yeah. to adapt and learn. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we. I was joking earlier with her about a hike I went on that was pretty hard called the Camelback Mountain Hike in um, Phoenix. Is it in Phoenix? It might be in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, we were staying in Scottsdale. So well, yeah. Yeah, Phoenix, but, Scottsdale, yeah. But yeah, but we did that. And as I was coming down the mountain, I'm, I'm there with some friends. And we're kind of just like using our hands because it's a very challenging mm-hmm. hike. And, yeah. you know, I know I'm not like posing for any pictures. Like I'm just trying to get down this stinking mountain in one piece. And this, this other fellow hiker, he looks up at me and he goes, never graceful, but you get there. And mm-hmm. I was like... Thank you, because that's a good metaphor for my life. Like, yeah. it is, no, I love that it's so not much. About oh my gosh, the, that needs to be a bumper sticker. I know it's not about the grace of how you <laughs> do things; it's just your resilience and 
being humor. creative and humor Have and like perspective getting there how you get there even if you're yeah. on your hands and you're scooting down the mountain on your butt like you mm-hmm. know that's yeah that's we would journey. have so much grace for anyone else who you know is scooting down the mountain on is, your butt that's it we, you know we would and we we have to, we do have to be able to have some humor with ourselves. That doesn't mean laughing at mm-hmm. ourselves, making fun of ourselves. It's not that. Yeah. But not, like, I love the phrase travel light. Yeah. I can't always do it. I can't always access it. But I know that that is helpful to me to mm-hmm. not take this quite so seriously. Yeah. It feels so heavy Yeah. when we're working towards something. And if we can view it as it's all kind of an experiment. Let's see what makes me feel better. Let's see what works. Oh, well, that didn't work quite as well. That didn't really fit into my schedule. Yeah. No big deal. Right. Let's try something else. Right. You know, and that's where, you know, being willing to ask yourself a question, what am I willing and able to do today? Instead of sitting there staring at this, I can't do this. I'm I'm not going to do that. I refuse. Whatever. Nobody supports me on this. Yeah, some of those things might be true. Mm-hmm. It's just not helpful to stare at that. Right. It's like just kind of gently shifting your perspective to, okay, in light of that, what can I do? What's one small thing I can do? Right. So that I'm, I don't freeze. Right, right. And just, you yeah, know? doing do, taking action in that moment. Because, again, your brain isn't going to be thinking mm-hmm. very well through that situation. No, no. Yeah. So step four is... Be willing to notice the excuses that are coming up for you and to question them, to kind of think incomplete thoughts. I I think this is one of the things that makes us feel really frustrated and like we can't trust ourselves. Again, this is that kind of alternate version of ourselves that lives in our head, that like inner eight-year-old. And it's the things that lets us, the excuses that let us off the hook. And none of these are morally wrong. No, they're not right. morally wrong. No, no, no. They, no. Ju- they just don't make us feel good, and they're not the whole story. Right, and they're not, yeah, and they're not the whole truth. They're not the whole truth. So so the ones I came up with, and chime in, mm-hmm. you know, with others, but these are the ones that I hear the most. You know, this day has been crazy. Let's just run and grab something. Mm-hmm. I don't even care anyway. Number three, I've already screwed up today, so whatever. Number four, I'll make better choices tomorrow or on Monday, whatever. (laughs) Number five, I've been so good, I deserve a treat. Number six, it's just one small thing. You know, what could this hurt? Mm -hmm. So it's being willing to slow down Mm -hmm. and just gently kind of unpack that just for a second to say, you know, is that, is that really true? Does this take me where I want to go. And so, you know, for each of these, I've kind of like, if, if you need to run and grab something, you know, kind of asking yourself, if I'm honest, could I run and grab a chef salad or, you know, a bunless burger or something like that? Mm-hmm. Could I, if I do need to run and grab something quick and convenient, could it be that rather than something else that maybe you're not going to feel good about later? Right. It could be just as fast, you know, and Telling ourselves that we don't care, that's that's just not even true. No, and I, I think it's really, like, to me, that's just a version of I am, I feel too overwhelmed or, like, things are too crazy. Too much friction. That mm-hmm. if I, you know, if I don't, like, I know that people have also, like, I talk about choosing, um, 
people always choose sanity over their weight loss goals. I love that. I love that way of talking about it. always choose sanity. And so I think it's this idea that people have that it's like, they're going to be, you know, going crazy or like, you know, insane or things. They won't be able to handle it or Mm -hmm. that they're not going to be a good version of themselves if they're feeling emotions because of the choices they're making. Totally. Um, And and telling ourselves, I don't even care. I mean, you can imagine a child who doesn't get picked for a team, that is a way of protecting our ego. I don't even care anyway. No, that's okay. Yeah. You know, we're trying to protect ourselves from that sense of failure. Like if we say, I don't even care, then there's no risk. Right. At all. Either way. So fine. I don't don't even care. So again, all of this kind of gently questioning these excuses that come up for us so often, this is a, this is an act of self-care. This isn't is. an act of calling ourselves into the principal's office. And this is not that. And maybe even, I don't know if like people, I identify well with this, but I feel like it's an act of humility of being able to say it like, I'm, I'm struggling yeah. with this thing and I do care yes. about it, even if I'm not 100% doing the things that mm-hmm. are in alignment with that. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Like, yeah. I'm working on that. Yeah, it's that gap. That's where so much, so many of us are feeling broken is we feel like we're living in that ravine between knowing what to do and consistently doing it. Right. We feel like we're stuck at the bottom of that ravine where it's like, and oh, we're like, we're it. flailing down, down there on our backs and it's like, Oh, there's a ladder. Mm-hmm. And I could just do one rung at a time. Like I can't, you know, jump out of the ravine, mm-hmm. but I can do one rung. Right. You know, and, but we have to, along the way, and you, you mentioned this earlier, we have to celebrate our wins. We yeah. have to get a third of the way up that ladder and be willing to, well, maybe not look down because that would maybe <laughs> freak some of us out. Not a good analogy probably, but we have to be willing to say, you know what? Look at me. I'm yeah. doing the harder thing. Yeah. Maybe I'm not perfect right now in this process, but look at how I built trust that I can do this even a little bit better. Even when I didn't different. feel like it. Even when I don't feel mm. like it, because that's the thing about change. We're not going to feel like no, it. No, we're not going to feel like it. If we felt like it, we'd be changing all the time. We'd be like, let's do change, you know, but that yeah. is not. No, we have to know we're not going to feel like it so yeah. much of the time. And so, we, but we have to celebrate our grit. And what's interesting is that's how we inspire ourselves mm-hmm. is by taking action and going, well, look at that. I did a thing. I could have mm-hmm. not done a thing because it's always easier to not do a thing. And most people around me maybe aren't doing things, mm-hmm. but I did a thing, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and give ourselves credit. Yeah. You know, we just don't do that. Um, Especially when others around you aren't doing the thing, right? Because, again, well, I, that's that self-validation that's of, like, you get to be excited about things that you're doing and goals that you're achieving, even when other people around but, you are But not. you also don't have to go back down the ladder in yeah. order to make other people feel comfortable because it's not like you're over there lording it over anyone else. You're not proclaiming that you're better no, not than anyone all. else. Not so so understand that you can celebrate your own wins inside your head without coming across as, you know, a proselytizing, you know, jerk or something. Yeah, well, and I would question, like, if someone's really projecting it out in that way, yeah. like, I'd be like, what is that really? That's not yeah, really that's self-validating. No. That still needs sure. other validation. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. So so the one on, you know, I've, I've already screwed up today, so what's the point? That's a big one. So I think it's helpful, again, to be objective, to think, okay, if this was your child and they made a mistake, would you say, okay, fine. 
you know, just forget it. Just throw in the towel. Just keep making that same mistake over and over. Like we never would do that. And, you know, you've all heard this saying, but, you know, the first rule of getting out of a hole is to stop digging. Yeah. You know, all our lives are the accumulation of all the small choices. So just because you maybe ate something today that, you know, all things being equal, you don't feel great about or don't align with your goals. Okay. What's my next good choice? Yeah. You know, it's not like, okay, well forget it. Let's just go buy a pan of brownies and, you know, dip that in nacho cheese sauce. Right. <laughs> nacho cheese brownie. Nacho. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably no, going to be a I'm, thing. I'm, I'm going like, to patent I mean, that. that is, yeah, that's interesting. But yeah. I, I get what, I mean, I know what you mean in that regard. And I also agree that it's like we have to take the big picture view of, you know, what how our progress is an accumulation of a bunch of little things, right? Yeah. But to take every little thing seriously, but also to remember, like, if, if you are stuck in something, yeah, with perspective, mm-hmm. like, that doesn't mean the end of all the things. Right? No. That's one shovel thing isn't going to build a huge hole, right? Like we've, we've totally. got to like change totally. the way. But it's not like things. screw it. I've already got a hole here. Like let me dig you know, deeper. Right. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. That, do, that It doesn't make sense, but that's what we do. And, and oh, it's just exactly that's those incomplete thoughts that, that float around. So the next one, that that excuse is, you know what, I'm, I'll do better tomorrow you know, it's funny how we imagine that our future self is magically going to be all fired up yeah, and motivated to do all the things. And it's like, mm, you know, that's kind of not how motivation and inspiration work. Mm-hmm. They work by not overwhelming ourselves and just kind of forging ahead. Right. Not being dramatic about it, not making it so hard that it feels like we need a ton of motivation. Well, right. And I think it goes back to that idea of thinking we need to feel good and amped up about something to, to good. do it. See, that's but it. But that's not, like, not how it works. No. When we change, I mean, we might have bouts of inspiration, that one again. but we are not going to feel amped up and good about no, that's, things that's and the journey big. of change. This is big, guys. You know, so to want that, no. especially the whole journey. And again, every now and then you might feel that and like embrace it. But for the most part, we are not going to be feeling I, good. I'm going to be it. real honest. I almost don't embrace that super big sense of I am fired up because it's like some it's like a somebody at the starting line of a race. Oh my gosh, you sprint out of the gate <laughs> and then you're kind of like super hard on yourself. And then, and you're like, wait, why am I not? And then you're like, like part way around the track and you're that's flat out exhausted. Yeah, no, that's and everybody great else is pacing themselves and do to do to do. I I mean I get them for like work and stuff every now and then like where I'm like I'm just feeling extra good about stuff today well okay maybe it's caffeine this is actually decaf I would like to know look at that wow I'm really working on my caffeine intake actually (laughs) I'm impressed so I know that's not the only coffee you've had today so so let's be honest every now and then when I have a coffee um (laughs) but like and I and I get what you're saying though too because I could see how that could backfire but um I just just I just see people with their you know whole 30s and their super complicated meal plans it's like their Sunday self is oh my gosh I'm so fired up and I'm like you're literally like I don't I'm not gonna say the word but not being kind to your Monday Tuesday and Wednesday self you're setting those that those versions of yourself up for failure because you're setting the bar so high that realistically does it even make sense? So, so that's where I get a little bit, a bit nervous about that. Yeah. And, and, under, and just, 
saying, you know, I don't have to be fired up to just keep gently doing things. Yeah. And, you know, because the alternative is that we constantly feel like we're giving up and starting over, giving up and starting over. I just need to start over. No, right? Like, How many times have we true. said that, you know, that like I've kind of not, I haven't done this plan perfectly. Well, so maybe, I just need to give up for a while until life calms down and then I'll start over when I'm fired up. So I'm, I'm just going to say our title is to restart. Maybe it's how to keep going. That's good. <laughs> well, I guess we're, <laughs> the reason I came up with that title is that I want it to resonate for people who are feeling they're in yeah. that place. Yeah. And if no, I, if sense. we said keep going, they'd be like, but mm-hmm. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> you know, That's I don't even know who you're talking to. That's a good point. So yep. it's like that, that feeling. So, <laughs> so, so I'm kind of going, I'm kind of giving the antidotes to the excuses that tend to come up. So number five, the one where, you know, I've been so good, I deserve a reward. You know, yes, we do deserve rewards. And we need to, like you and I have talked about many times on this podcast, we need to build those into our week. Right. But do they need to be food? Right. Right. It's about I mean, getting creative about what reward means. We deserve pleasure. Yeah. And fun and connection and adventure and, and novelty. I'm just going to put it out there. If you are craving reward at the end of every day because, like, what you're going through every day is so, mm. like, stressful or hard or rough on you, I, I would say you need to reevaluate what you're doing day to day because that should not be the norm. That should not be That's every a different single podcast, day. Jenny. Yeah. No, you I know. Just, you but just asterisk. threw like a giant topic into our, our podcast. I do that. I do that all the time. It's like Jenny, we focus on what we're talking about. No, but that's, I do want I mean, to ask that. Like, it's absolutely true. We may, that may be just a, a matter of reevaluating what you're doing day to day because yeah, if you're craving so much reward every single, like it's a pattern yeah. for you. Well, yeah. part of it too I, at least what I find, you know, with folks that I work with is when we're starting out, they don't feel good. They don't have good energy. And so by the time they get home, their creative juices are the Sahara desert. Right. And the idea of like, oh, well, I'm going to join a, you know, ultimate Frisbee team in the evening. It's like, not. That's not happening. And it's like, no, but wine and popcorn sound pretty good. I'm more like, well, I'm thinking more of one of my own clients who they had to reevaluate what they were doing for work, oh, totally. how much they were working. No, no, I get what, I, no, I get what like, you're saying. Do you really love what you're, are no, you really I, in love yeah, with what you're doing or how you're both. doing it? Definitely. But yeah. I think once, once you start to prove to yourself that you can kind of just keep going, you can coach yourself out of these moments. That's when you start to build confidence that you can trust yourself. I, I know for myself, that's when I started, and also I got my brain back online because I didn't have constant brain fog because I wasn't eating like a moron, which I had been before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I was able to start looking around and asking those higher level questions. That's true. You know? Yeah. But in the moment, like, yeah. how can we think of a different way of rewarding ourselves that yeah. doesn't revolve around food? Yeah. I mean, that, but again, we didn't invent that. No. Right? <laughs> no. I mean, no. Okay, so, so so we were. I was just flying back from DC, and I'm in the airport. You probably saw these signs too. These giant, beautiful, fun signs that say, "You deserve an indulgence on this flight," and mm. and it's pictures of M and M's and like mini pretzels. I'm like, that's the indulgence that I deserve. That's, that's the special deserve. treat. Uh, 
a pack of M&Ms that I could get at any gas station or Home Depot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, seriously, it doesn't even make sense. So we are taught that like the fastest, and we know the fastest way to change our emotional state is with food, but there are so many other ways that don't cause problems for our tomorrow self or don't make us feel out of alignment. And so that's where, again, expanding our toolbox, getting creative about what are some things that I can do that feel indulgent, rewarding, self-soothing, relaxing, that don't involve carbs. True. I will not say that carbs are bad. No, and I, I'm one of the things that I've been doing lately, and I know this may not be a thing that works for every person, is I really like. I think you introduced me to this actually, the calm, the magnesium calm. Yeah. And I and I only drink that at night before mm-hmm. bed because it's just like my it's like kind of my way of just like unwinding from the day. That yeah. has nothing to do with alcohol. It doesn't have anything yeah. to do with food, and it's 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 good for you know what I mean like it's good for me to have mm-hmm. magnesium in my um well obviously don't overdo it but yeah it's like a healthy thing for me oh yeah and it's, it feels like indulgent but also like self-care so it's a really good blend of that yeah, now I'm not saying that. everybody's gonna do magnesium or whatever but everyone like, should figure do magnesium out. I don't say <laughs> like that very everybody. often but not not that form necessarily because that can cause some GI issues but yeah but everyone but little yeah, things I'm like like that for sure and mm-hmm. again that doesn't mean that we don't have in you know really delicious food in our life like that's a topic we talk about often mm-hmm. like we're not saying okay you don't deserve or don't ever delicious have, food yeah, a treat or, or, whatever. or don't ever have a treat but make it worth it Right. And if it's, again, it's like the habit of doing it every day. Or if it's the only way that you can soothe yourself or that feels rewarding that, you know, if that's like the only thing that puts a smile on your face is some combination of carbs and fat, french fries or pizza or brownies or ice cream. If that's the only thing that puts a smile on your face, then you need to expand that a little bit. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. As long as we don't feel out of control with them, that's where it doesn't serve us. Right. Is when we don't feel like, oh my gosh, I am consciously choosing that thing and I'm going to savor every bit of it and it's a celebration of life. That's Mm -hmm. a lot different than going into the kitchen and scarfing down half a pan of brownies at the kitchen sink. Mm -hmm. Not that I've ever done anything like that. I don't even know. So. So, like the whole bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) all right. So as as we said, all of these things with practice, they help us build confidence and momentum, help us to start to trust ourselves. And the great news is that we start to do that in real time. Like it doesn't take a week of practicing these things to start to feel like, oh, well, look at that. I did a thing and it wasn't as hard as I thought. Maybe I could do another thing. Like it just, it starts to feel good immediately. Yeah. And that's, that's what you need to know. Cause I think a lot of things we don't want to do them because it's like, feels like the reward is so far out in the future Mm -hmm. that our brain just doesn't care. It's like, okay, that'll prevent cancer when I'm 75. Yeah. Like our brain can't care about that. It's true. Right. It's true. It's like very I, much I want yeah, the time now. sensitive. Yeah. Dopamine kind of it'll it'll chase towards those sorts of um, yeah. goals. But yeah. But I, I think that goes right back to this isn't about feeling good. You know, like I'm not saying like you're not gonna feel good or peaceful or or happy or confident with yourself, but if you're chasing like reward all the time or if you're chasing to like 
feel that sense of motivation and adrenaline. Won't feel you. euphoric. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to feel euphoric. It's mm-hmm. not going to feel like a... But it feels pretty darn good. I, I At least it, from my experience, I am. I feel cared for. I feel better, like... To me, it's more like I feel better about myself and, like, how I'm, like, I can trust myself. Mm-hmm. I feel good about myself in that regard. Yeah. But I think when I say good, I mean, like, it's not going to feel like eating a cookie. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, it's different. No, no, you're right. Sensation. It doesn't change your neurochemistry immediately. Right. No, right. for sure. That's, you know, it's not going to be, like, the drug of sugar or alcohol or something like that. No, it's it's true. It takes a little more grit. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, so, so our last strategy is practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of this takes practice and, but it's worth it. It's worth getting good at. And it doesn't, you know, if you can notice, oh yeah, that felt kind of good. Then that reinforces that new neural pathway that you're building. You know, it's yeah. going to happen sooner than you might believe. So, so first of all, we're going to practice refocusing our attention when it starts to drift back to feeling stuck, feeling overwhelmed, we're going to, you know, get up, move, do something else and remind ourselves, oh yeah, I'm, there's no hurricane happening here. Mm-hmm. And practice turning off that thought faucet, right? We, we can overvalidate our thoughts, I think. Yes. Well, especially in the moment, like mm-hmm. if we're in the moment yeah. and we're just kind of like going over it over and over again, like, again, you're probably ruminating and not really in that state of mind where your whole brain is on board. Mm-hmm. But the other thing too, we talked about earlier is, you know, a skill I've even learned and I'm a therapist. I'm very much like we, let's talk about our emotions and work through things and get to the root of things. And it's okay for us to not figure out everything all the time. And to not mm-hmm. make meaning of every single emotion that we have. Like, that's totally okay. And I've had to learn how to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes from a place of always feeling like I had to explain my emotions to other people. And then worse, I had to explain my emotions to myself. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is we don't have to always explain our emotions or make meaning of them. Especially in the moment if we're feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. I, our brains like stories and they like patterns. And so mm-hmm. if we feel like we're stuck then we're going to start to come up with this laundry list of reasons why it makes sense that we're stuck. We're just not good at this. We fail at everything. We're somebody who can't stick to anything. We have so far to go. And it's like, turn it off. It's like, pause. Not helping. Not helping. What can I do? What can I do right now just to change the subject? You know, move out of that place. I think it's I think it's so helpful. Um, I I often think of kind of these small little steps that I'm making in the day. I think of giving my tomorrow self a little gift. Mm. That is that has been a really effective mm. strategy for me. I don't know if I'm easy to trick or what. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But I feel like it almost gets kind of my present and future self a little bit more in alignment. Mm. You know, when we're, you know, we're so present focused. Mm-hmm. We want the goodie now. We want to spend the money now. We don't want to do the chore now. We'll do it later. Right. Right. We're always kind of not being kind to our tomorrow self. And mm-hmm. so I think of that, like if I get gas, you know, if tomorrow is a busy morning or if I, you know, get something a little bit organized around my desk or, you know, pack pack a bag for tomorrow, a gym bag or a lunch bag or something like that. The next day I really take the time to really kind of, you know, give a thumbs up to my past self. 
I'm like, okay, that was cool because my morning time is so valuable. Yes. You know, versus my, you know, 10 minutes in the evening versus 10 minutes in the morning is just amazing. And it kind of helps foster that sense of continuity Mm -hmm. for ourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that does feel a little more graceful. It it does. And again, I think it builds that trust with ourselves Mm -hmm. that we can take care of ourselves. That's it. It feels like genuine Mm self-care. Even though in the moment you're doing the slightly harder thing. Like, I don't want to get gas right now. That's it. I'm going to get gas right now. Okay, fine. And then the next morning I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for getting gas. So I'm not having to wake up in a frenzy and um, have to make sure I plan a gas trip in my morning commute. So yeah, 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 yeah. So when, you know, when you are in the evening and you want to self-soothe yourself with that glass of wine or the, you know, brownie or whatever, understand that, you know, maybe gently saying, yeah, no, I probably don't need that tonight, that that is not you depriving yourself or being restrictive or being mean to yourself. That's you knowing that your tomorrow self deserves better, that you're probably just tired Yeah. You know, sometimes I will do that. Like my brain will have a craving for some sugar or carby snack and it's like 930 and I'm like, let's just take ourselves to bed. (laughs) Like that's what my brain is telling me is that it wants quick energy because it's really Really tired. Yeah. You know, and so I don't consider that that I'm restricting myself. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I'm just going to, I just need rest. And that to me, again, it feels like I'm parenting myself. So... Mm Yeah, I think we I think we covered that one. So hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. For folks, you know, obviously there's tons of offshoots. Right. Of I this, mean, there's but, different parts of it we could kind of dive yeah. into for each person, but mm-hmm. I think generally, hopefully, we've helped you understand the skill of what do I do in the moment mm-hmm. when I'm just in that stuck frenzied mm-hmm. mode and I just feel yeah. If if like you nothing if you find that work. your car is drifted to the side of the road. You know, you may have just taken your foot off the gas pedal Mm -hmm. and there's no crisis. Maybe you need a rest. Maybe you need to pull off at a gas station or a rest stop and just chill for a second. Get out and stretch. Do, you know, walk around the park a little bit and then just get back in and gently tootle along. Mm -hmm. You don't have to get fired up. Right. And do go back in and do all the things with, you know, guns a blazing. I don't think that works. No, and, I, and again, I think it is those moments we do it when we don't feel like it, when we're kind of like, hmm, I'm going through every, you know, I'm resisting mm-hmm. this, but I'm still getting it done because I really want to make this change or do this thing in my life. We do build that trust in ourselves when we're like, I did that even when I didn't feel like doing that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's, like that's, that's invaluable. But it's practice, guys. Yeah. Like, that's the takeaway here is, you know, you've got this. You've tackled so many hard things in your life. Give yourself credit for that and be willing to practice these things. You know, notice when the drama is building up and remind yourself, oh my gosh, I'm on solid ground. There's no crisis. It's all fine. Right. You know, whether I do or don't, you know, get to that, you know, place, you know, in the time that I intended to, that's not the end of the world. Like life never goes as planned. No, I don't. No, I mean, I don't doesn't. know any fearsome creature that created a plan and they perfectly followed it. Nobody. No, and if they did, they probably need help. That's true. They That's... probably also see me. So yeah, for real. Yeah, I've got my over-controlled folks that yeah, I love too. But yeah, yeah. for sure. So, well, this is yeah. good. 
good stuff. Yeah. All right. Until next time, you guys take really good care of yourselves and be nice to yourselves. Bye. Bye.